The following is a 5 for 2 production. Stubbs, you have made it all the way to episode 21. <laughs> How's it going, Todd? Well, I tell you, Kevin, to be honest, I, I don't have a lot of uh, you concert stories. I don't know if you do or not. I don't but, either. You know, uh, we've, we've made jokes about not having anything for X. I, I got nothing for this. I, I got. We've I got. got one band. We've got. We've got very little for you. So. I got one. I got one band. Actually, I have two bands, and I was in one of them. All right. So, <laughs> so that that being the case, I say we just combine you and a little bit of V, and uh, and who knows? Maybe we could even fit in a little trivia to Eddie Van Halen while we're at it. But in the meantime, I, I figured. Look. Let's take the extra time. I'm throwing some jokes in here because uh, you know the uh, the, sh- the the sh- the ticket stub show is almost over, so we're gonna have to transfer back to uh, you know new episodes of what the hell was that, or perhaps even brand new Reverend Todd Baker stand up comedy. So, Kevin, I got a question for you. Hypothetical, of course. Uh, have you ever fucked your best friend's wife? No. <laughs> well, I have. Now. Let me just say, folks, uh, we're not best friends anymore, but it was worth it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding, folks. They were already divorced when the bitch banged me. So, uh, uh, anyhow, uh, the reason I'm telling you that story is to tell you this one. Uh, we've got my one and only you. And I'll, I'll show it there to the camera there. You too, the big one big one now if you will notice it actually says rehearsal on the ticket so this was the first show of that tour uh 1990 what was it i don't know two and um but anyhow so i i, I went with my friends uh, uh talked to him in a while it's been a while but uh <laughs> Yeah, anyhow, so we went to Hershey Park, you know, a stadium, and if you've ever been there, um, it's basically right next to Hershey Park uh, Amusement Park. Now, is this a venue that still stands today? Oh, yeah. It's still oh, just yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, the stadium holds 20,000. Uh, they used to have indoor shows at the hockey arena at Hershey Arena, which they don't even use anymore. Uh, now, now they've replaced it with the Giant Center, which is next door. But uh, but Hershey Park Stadium still still stands, still exists. They still play the state football games there every year, and they still hire the goddamn uh, state cops uh, right across the hill to do security <laughs> for every concert season. So uh, Hershey, it kind of sucks in 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 that sense, and the fact that it's it's not a lot of fun to tailgate uh, in many occasions. But for whatever reason, they didn't give a shit about the U2 show. 
apparently it, it, it wasn't like the Grateful Dead. It wasn't it wasn't which, on their radar. Which okay. tour was this for you too? Uh, uh what yeah. year? Ninety-two. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that was so. Uh, and on top of that, was it was not only the first show of the tour; it was also um, the uh, the Edge's birthday. Oh. So they had they had they had a little uh, they had a little birthday party for the Edge on 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 stage, which is kind of like when we saw Rush uh, at Hair Arena, which is no longer in existence. And and Alex had his birthday on that show. So well, that's know, the reason I was asking you about Hershey if it was stood because you know you've mentioned Hershey Park Arena several times throughout the oh, course yeah. of this show, and I've mentioned some venues, and a lot of my older venues are gone. From Grateful Dead in '85 all the way to today, still rock, still there, still cement, still stands. So you know, absolutely. So okay, that would have been Octoon Baby tour. That was right on. Yeah. And and like I said, I mean, uh, the, it was a rehearsal tour. Uh, I didn't I didn't look up the set list. I didn't bother. But um, well, the Hershey Park Arena. What was that? Hershey Park Arena. I'll pull it up while you're while you're telling the story. Kevin will do a little research. I'll tell you a little story. So so me, Mark, and Greta, we go to the show, and we're sitting in the back end of the stadium, and we got a we got good tank before the show, anyhow. And I, I felt really bad for like the parents with the kids coming out of the amusement park uh, to find uh, as they pull up to their car, people like us hanging out with like, uh, you know, half a case of beer spread around their car <laughs> <laughs> in empties. And, uh, you know, so we, look, we, we had a good time. I, I, I'm glad that I can say that I saw you two uh it was probably one of the only you know times that i would go see them just because it was so close and it just happened to be this one special occasion so so th- there is my there's pretty much my one and only you story other than seeing ugly kid joe open for ozzy osbourne and that's not even that that's that that's as much of a mention as it worth as, as it deserves. So there you go. I never saw Ugly Kid Joe, but um, Whitfield Crane, the singer for Ugly Kid Joe, he actually joined Life of Agony, uh, one of my favorite hardcore bands for uh, a little while, and um, I got to see him. Uh, now there's a transformation. Um, he was actually pretty good at the role. Speaking of transformation, do you do you realize how poignant that? You realize how poignant that word is when you're talking about Life of Agony. I know you don't know much about him, but their original singer, Keith Caputo, he quit the band for a little while, and Whitfield Crane replaced him. Never recorded with him, but he, he did a tour with him. I saw him at an OzFest and saw him open for Anthrax at the Newport, I believe. But um, then Keith came back to the band, except now Keith is uh, Mina. <laughs> he uh, Keith uh, is, is now, well... She. I want to be called Loretta. Right, exactly. I, I want. I want to have babies. But so. Uh, be, all right, what, but anyway, what, what, so what, moving moving on from Ugly Kid Joe. Let's get, let's, get, let's get back to use. <laughs> I got uh, Eddie Trunk's favorite band, UFO. Uh, the band that uh, the band that Iron it. the band that Iron Maiden uh, plays every night before they take the stage. They always play Doctor Doctor from UFO. Um, I went a few years ago to the Cleveland Agora. I wish I could have seen him back in the day, like when ACDC was opening for him and things like that. I saw 
I saw an ad recently. One of my friends yeah, posted. back when back when Patterson Hood saw him uh, <laughs> at, at the Charleston Civic Center. Yeah, you mean exactly, exactly. Um, and I saw an ad posted recently. It just shows you how things have changed or how things were different back then. But I think it was from like 1979, Alpine Valley, Wisconsin, and the headliners were UFO, and the undercar was like Rainbow journey <laughs> and somebody else i mean it's crazy you know? ACDC, yeah yeah right. i mean yeah so but how the mighty fall cheap trick throw cheap trick they're probably cheap trick was on there but of yeah. course now you know michael shanker left ufo many many years ago vinnie moore uh plays with him i saw vinnie moore once opening for rush uh actually i, I missed vinnie moore because uh a big torrential snowstorm i talked about that in our two hour uh our episode a few weeks ago but but uh, Vinny Moore uh, plays guitar for UFO now. Um, we went to Cleveland Agora. Uh, Phil Mogg, I mean, you know, for, he was 71 years old at the time. Sounded great. Yeah. But um, then about a year, almost exactly a year to the day later, I saw Michael Schenker do his Michael Schenker Fest at the uh, Agora. And... Todd, you know, some bands, they have a hard time, you know, getting along with one singer, especially like a guitar, you know, guy, ego guy like Michael Schenker. You figure might, you know, he's had many singers in his career, four notable ones. And, well, hell, he was able to keep all four of those, like, popular singers from the band out on tour doing this fest. It was great, you know, like the Gary Barden come on for the first, you know, several songs and then, you know, he passed off the mic to Graham Bonnet, who, I'll, I'll be honest, I went as much to see Graham Bonnet as I did, you know, to see Michael Schenker. You know, Graham Bonnet, he went on to UFO, and, or right. I mean, uh, to Rainbow and stuff. Um, but, uh, and then um, Macaulay, Robin Macaulay, who Schenker probably had his, you know, most popular stuff within the 80s. He was probably the best sounding of the four singers. And then he had his current uh, singer, uh, Doogie, Doogie White, uh, who, who also sang for Rainbow. You know that those he was those a doctor fans. as at sixteen years old, right? Now he's a rock star, but it was pretty cool. You know, besides the singers doing their own material, they kind of like they traded off on stuff. And like when one guy was singing lead, the other three would come out and be like a three man. It was like it was like the heavy metal Oak Ridge Boys, man. <laughs> but uh, and right, then it was well. really then it was really cool uh, tying it back to UFO. He wrapped up the set with you know. Uh, Doctor, Doctor. Um, what are the UFO big hits? I, you know, um, um, I'm, 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 you know, <laughs> I'm spacey right now. All right, Joe I'm, Biden. All right. There, yeah, exactly. I'm having a All right, Biden sleep, Kevin. Uh, All right, so, now, that now, so UFO kind of leads us into the V's in the sense that uh, we're talking super groups. We're talking big names. Well, now, before uh, we go into the V's, Todd, I did have another U band I, want, I wanted to just quickly oh, mention. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, go. And this is actually a U band that you did see. You at least saw, you at least saw them once or twice. Uh, I'm, sure I, I'm sure I dragged oh, you to least, I? I'm sure at least I dragged you to one or two shows. But, of course, I'm just going to do some shameless self-promotion here and talk about my old band, Unconfirmed. All right. <laughs> now, I'm just I, – I only bring us up because we talked about uh, In Clut in the C episode. That's how I discovered hey, Clut. I, I mentioned Double Standard. You can bring up Unconfined. Hey, uh, Unconfined, actually, we, we, we recorded. <laughs> And open. Hey, we had demo, double standard had demos. <laughs> <laughs> and we opened for a pretty decent list of bands. So that's just what I wanted to bring up. Like our second show, uh, thanks to my buddy Josh Rocks, uh, who is no longer with us. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Josh. 
Um, he, uh, we worked together at Ticketmaster, and he got us a gig opening for one of my favorite bands, my favorite uh, punk bands, thrash bands back in the day, DRI. That was pretty fucking cool. And that is how I got in at Park Avenue in the first place and met Mary Kaufman, and that's kind of how we started to, you know, play there and got the clutch gig. Uh, then we opened for a band called Fat Tuesday. I meant to pull their album out because they had a cool, um, they did a spoof of the Janis Joplin and Big Brother, the Cheap Thrills album, right. and it's called Califuneral, and it's, you know, it's it's cool. Look them up. They didn't, you know, you know they didn't go anywhere because you haven't heard of them. the album art, but still. Uh, the, and I felt bad for this band, Todd, because, you know, they were the headliner and we were the local opener. But after we played, everyone went out onto the patio of Park Avenue and just hung out outside. And, like, literally at one point, it was just me and my girlfriend at the time uh, were sitting there. I was watching them. I liked them, but I was still kind of watching them out of pity because, like, shit, everybody. Finally, I got up. No one else here. Finally, I got up and went outside. And then it was so funny. We're sitting outside. The band's still inside playing to no one. Finally, you just hear the band stop playing. The singer walks out and just kind of, hey, how's everybody doing? And then he just hung out with everybody the rest of the night. It's like, it's like. All right. Sure, call, sure, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I want. Sure, I want to sure, tie sure. this. I want to tie this into something that hopefully to our W episode upcoming. Have you ever read in the Joe A. Strike book uh, in um, Hitless Wonder where he uh, said that uh, you know it would be nice if Watershed could just do a tour where they didn't play and they could just stand around and drink. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of what was happening. This guy's like, well, fuck it. Nobody's watching that, anyway. That's what I did when I saw Watershed. I, I didn't play. I just drank and I just went to eat show. That's it. That and you it. yelled out, bring me back to the car. But uh, thanks to uh, just a couple more unconfined things. Um, thanks to uh, guy, uh, an old friend of yours. Uh, and we talked about him on our Doors episode, I believe. B. Ryan Michaels. Uh, he was in a band called The Final Prayer in the 90s, uh, in yeah. thing. and uh, one night, uh, before Soraya, <laughs> uh, one night on a Tuesday, I get a call from Ryan, and he's like, hey, uh, can your band uh, play the Newport this Sunday? I'm like, play one of my all-time favorite venues? Absolutely. Sure. So uh, got to play the Newport twice because of Ryan. Thank you very much. And then when we finally released our CD, Todd, um, my brother was managing us at the time, and he booked us at the Newport uh, for the CD release show and for Rock Fest '94. We headlined the Newport, so I, uh, I, I still have that ticket. <laughs> I remember the band that was on right before us, Gasahall. Their singer, he, he he liked to bash his head with the uh, microphone, and um, it got a little bloody. I went to the sound guy, and I was like, "You are gonna." Switch that Leave out. That out right? Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, talk about COVID this year. Back in the nineties, that, that was ninety four. That was that was AIDS time. Exactly. Back in the nineties, folks, we didn't worry about COVID. We shared bloody microphones. And then I mentioned this once before. I missed my final chance to see the Grateful Dead because uh, we were we were booked to open for Motley Crue at Polaris Amphitheater, but uh, we were booked on the side stage, and we got rained out. And then it rained. <laughs> the, the fucking Polaris Amphitheater couldn't afford to put a, a cover <laughs> over the side stage, you know. Uh, we got to sell you a $30 beer. We can't, uh, you know, help out the hey, little... Steiner, come on now. An extra 50 bucks just to put a cover over the top wouldn't have killed you? 
So Todd, that that brings us to V. Uh, I've done my shameless self promotion for uh, Unconfined. Uh, when we get you know, to V, I don't, I don't have that many V's, buddy, and and not that many of them are worth, worthy of mentioning. <laughs> Valkyrie, who gives a fuck about Valkyrie? Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Don't no 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 no! I care about Valkyrie. It happened to be one of my favorite bands the last ten years. Uh, I I. Uh, Went to see. I went to see Valkyrie. I love Valkyrie. They came to Ohio. Um, well, Here we go. They came Just to Ohio. fighting in the last couple episodes. Valkyrie sucks. No, Valkyrie are awesome, dude. You you should sit down and listen to their album. Valkyrie, no, this kidding, buddy. Go ahead. Valkyrie sound like a band that stopped listening to music in 1976. You should like them. <laughs> But anyway, I'm just making fun of the name, and I like no one knows who they are. That's why I. I'm I know just, I'm trying to help mess so people will know who they are. No, the what I wanted to, the one Valkyrie show I wanted to mention. This is kind of funny. We went just because I like them so much. I saw they were coming to uh, Athens. I was probably there with you. That, that's why they're on my list. <laughs> I think uh, no. we to a Valkyrie show. Yes, you saw them at uh, the Ace of Cups with me when they uh, our good friends in the band Easter at the time opened for them. Uh, Larry and Glenn from Unconfined. So see, we tied this all in together. My bandmates from Unconfined opened for Valkyrie. But anyway, I ended up really liking the band. We went to see them down in Athens, Ohio, Todd. And the venue, Did the we? venue, the venue was a Mexican restaurant. It was like an El Vaquero. We literally and good weed, right? We <laughs> we literally ate a meal, and then at ten o'clock they moved all the tables out of the way, and the band came out on the stage and and played a freaking stoner metal show. <laughs> Oh, boy. But, no, Valkyrie's a good band. Uh, check them out, folks. Todd, uh, you already told your embarrassing story about Vanilla Fudge in our uh, D yeah, episode. Yeah. Not even worth <laughs> a mention. Uh, Jimmy Bob. Um, I want to bring up. Uh, we already talked about in the Bob Dylan episode, I think. I want to bring up uh, uh, old uh, classic uh, extreme metal band. Uh, they Some people say they invented black metal. Uh, Venom. I never got to see Venom, the real Venom, but two out of the three guys. Snake. No, I saw Venom Incorporated, which is two of the guys in Venom, and then the the singer bass player sued them over the name. You know, they're they're one of those bands that there's two versions out there. But Venom Incorporated. It, is very it, cool. There wasn't a need for one version of them. Sorry. Have you have you ever heard uh, Henry Rollins' story about opening for Venom with Black Flag? No, I have not. The, the crowd. The, you're going to tell us. I'm going to. The Black Flag, we're back. Why not? Black, we don't have anything else to talk about. The Black Flag, uh, we're backstage after playing their set, opening for Venom. And they hear the crowd out, outside chanting. The crowd was chanting, Black. Well, let me see. I'll tell this the way Henry tells it. He was backstage. He's like, why, are, why is the crowd chanting Black Funky Metal? Black Funky Metal. They were chanting Black Funky fucking metal <laughs> black funky metal black funky metal black funky metal but anyway i mentioned venom incorporated again for my buddy woody excuse who, me while i kiss this guy what uh woody we talked about in a few other shows he always gets really cool looking tickets for his shows at ace cups so which where we saw valkyrie so see all this ties together todd did you ever see stevie right, ray vaughn well, well, did you well, ever see did you ever see stevie ray vaughn when he was alive no you didn't okay um, uh, another uh, thrash metal band, uh, Violence. Yeah, but I saw Jimmy Vaughn. 
No, nice, nice, right on. I saw his brother. Okay, cool. Well, there, there's a V. Uh, but uh, another old thrash metal band back in the day. Another thra- an old thrash metal band back in the day, Todd, uh, Violence. Um, a couple of the members have gone on now to be in the band uh, Machine Head, who are, you know, kind of a big uh, metal band right now. But uh, back in the day, uh, Violence had this um, bass player named Dean Dell. He was the first guy that rocked the, that I remember rocking the shaved the shaved head around the sides, you know, with the long hair and, you know, like long hair and a ponytail with everything shaved around the side. Anyway, I mentioned that because Dean uh, invited us to go hang out, us WSR folks, to go out and hang out in the, out back. He's like, hey, these, these guys are following us around everywhere on this tour, and they got a big-ass bong in their trunk. So I literally, Todd, stood in the alley of the Newport, back where you meet everybody, in the little parking lot there on the side by the dressing room, and these these kids, like these 18, 19-year-old kids who were following the fucking Testament violence tour, you know, like, uh, you know, the Grateful Dead, they popped open the trunk and pulled out this huge-ass bong, and everybody just stood around in broad daylight and, and did bong rips, so shout out to violence. You ever see God the- God uh, bless America. You ever see the violent thumps? Well, that's pretty much my last V before <laughs> uh, before our little tribute. So yeah, I, I've seen him three times. Well, and, buddy, um, our our tribute's um, going to get an episode of its own. So you know, this will be a short uh, episode. We can actually wrap it up in about ten minutes. Van Halen and Eddie deserved, you know, they deserve their own show. So. No offense, I can't talk about Van Halen more than half an hour. So oh, I can. I got plenty. Van Halen, my first concert. But we'll, well talk about that. We'll talk about that next week. I can talk about it for half an hour with you, and you can do another half hour. Right. Well, we'll talk about Van Halen next week. So there's there's no Van Halen tribute tonight. Van Halen deserves their own show. We're putting these other V. We're putting all this other V shit in this episode just so we have a fucking episode in the in the U spot. I'm t- all right. Whatever. All right. So um, Violet Films. That was a date show for me. Heather. They're one of Heather's all time favorite bands. So they. That was that was a show I saw with my cousin Erica. Uh, you know, and uh, she likes the Femmes. I like the Femmes. Something we did together. Uh, I, 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 I wish I again uh, going kind of back to the beginning of what I said. You know, sometimes you have friends and family members for a while, and then sometimes you don't. And so I don't talk to Eric anymore so it's it's kind of nice that uh you know I have these memories that we did a couple fun things together and now we don't speak so there one of, it, it happens buddy one of my cousins canceled me a few weeks ago over something political that I didn't even say so you know, <laughs> you know look I, I'm, I'm sure she would probably show up at my funeral and vice versa but uh but but we, we really don't we don't exchange phone calls very often that kind of thing okay least, well Dennis and I still talk and Dennis is the important one so as long as I still got Dennis uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good on the family thing. You know, really, really, folks, all you need is like your family and like maybe one extra, like an extra <laughs> cousin or something like that. You don't need a whole bunch of extra people in your goddamn life because they're more cards and kids and birthday cards and hassles. And trust me, folks. It's better better to keep your circle small. Uh, so, um, Kevin, you got anything else? In the yeah, I got I got a couple more V's. Um, in in episode K, we talked about one of my favorite all time bands, uh, a band called Caius. Um, of course, uh, their guitar player Josh Holm went on to form Queens of the Stone Age, who we talked about in Q. Um, right. But 
Caius, um, the other guys in Caius kind of reformed several years ago, and they were calling themselves Caius Lives. But Josh put a stop to that. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and so they changed their name to Vistachino, which is a street. Isn't that cheap, though? Look, dude, yeah. you, are, look you already have another fucking band. You're I agree. Not using, you're not using the name Caius anymore. And the other fucking losers who have nothing else going on with their lives. <laughs> you know, can we please just have a little bit of semblance of a name so people know who the fuck we are? And, yeah. but, you know, the, the, the big, the big douchebag running the fucking thing says, "No, like you know, I'm, I'm not. I'm making more money than you are. Therefore, fuck all of you." Fuck him, too. Now he says, it's funny you bring all that up because now he says in interviews that he's open to a Caius reunion. So, But actually, right now, he's busy. Uh, the, I guarantee you, when when lockdown and everything... Probably Gene that, Simmons, like, fucking next-door neighbor. Well, you know, speaking of bass players, you know he's in a band with John Paul Jones and Dave Grohl, the Crooked Vultures. Yeah. Um, they've, got, they've got... I guarantee you they have an album in the can because all three of those guys are... Just constantly make sure John Paul Jones is going to die soon. Yeah, they got they got some extra shit backed up. Well, well uh, you know, hey, the guy is old, but uh, all of them have talked about them crooked vultures in their social media lately. All right, and speaking, anyway. Right, sir, now, 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 but anyway, back to Vista Chino before I get way off on a tangent. Um, okay, yeah. so uh, no, Todd uh, Vista Chino came to uh, the Alrosa one night after a Buckeyes game. So uh-huh. of course, as soon as I'm done at the Schmoogate, <laughs> I'm I'm off to the Alrosa. So I got to see you know the original members of Caius again after many years. Uh, they actually have um, um, bass player Mike Dean from uh, COC. So it's kind of like a stoner metal supergroup. So anyway, shout out to Vista Chino. Um, we talked about Voivod before, of course, uh, in 19, what, 90, they were actually so big that they uh, headlined over Soundgarden and Faith No More. And I got to smoke weed with Faith No More and told Chris and Kim from Soundgarden, hey guys, five minutes till stage time. So that was a good, that was a good show. Right on, right on. Um, and uh, I, I have one more V when you're done. Okay. Uh, Voivod, um, there was a moment in the late 90s where, um, actually early 2000s, where Jason Newstead from Metallica joined Voivod. It was at the same time he was playing bass in Ozzy's band. So uh, there was an Ozfest where uh, Voivod headlined the side stage with Jason, and then Jason went and headlined the... So Jason got to headline both stages that day, headlined the uh, side stage with Voivod, and then he got to uh, headline the main stage with Ozzy. And then... Hold on. What? I uh, saw them again about two years ago at the A&R bar here in town. And um, every cool old school metalhead tie from the day, like that's still hanging around Columbus, you know, all us metalhead losers <laughs> that are still here and still doing the same thing. That, like everybody came to that show. So it was, it was really cool. It's like an old school, old school heavy metal Loser reunion. reunion. <laughs> Hey, what are you doing? Same thing you are. Still coming to see Voivod after 30 years, you know. So. All right, so, wait a minute. All right. Uh, there we, there was something I wanted to say. Then You said I, you had another V, but I have two more Vs uh, to mention. Um, I only mentioned, I really talked about Volbeat uh, in our Metallica episode where I said uh, Metallica uh, at Rock on the Range, a huge torrential downpour hit. And... 
So they evacuated the fucking stadium, made everybody go, you know, wait outside for an hour. We stood under a stairwell. Um, and then when we go back in, I figure, okay, you know, Metallica will be playing. No, they let Voivod, or uh, they let Volbeat play two more songs and then stop the set and then wait a fucking, you know, hour for Metallica to come on. It was the stupidest fucking thing I ever saw. So I decided to mention that. And then uh have to mention again, some shameless plugging. My band Voidgazer! Voidgazer! All right, now you're pushing it. All right, two bands in one episode, Kevin. Hey, Boyd Gazer were a more legitimate band than either Devil Standard or Unconfined, okay? You can go right. on, you can go out there, find all the Boyd Gazer material out on uh, all the streaming services. And... We could have had it. We could have been contenders. <laughs> we could have could have been that. We could have been a contender. The the one thing about the if, if, if Brett and Ricky had taken us on tour with Poison, one funny here's here's one funny boy gazer story I will share with you. Um, Good, because hurry up, I'm almost over there. <laughs> we mentioned how my other band. This is this is you know I like to bring things full circle, Todd. I'll bring this all the way back to uh, the use. So uh, my old band Unconfined, I discovered uh, Clutch, you know by by uh, uh, opening for them at Park Avenue. And uh, the opening band for us that night, we were sandwiched between two bands, Clutch and another band I'd never heard of before. They drove up from West Virginia. They bothered Mary Coffin. They called her constantly. They're like, we're friends at Clutch. We got to open this show. And she's like, I'm sorry. We have a, a night, some nice boys, you know, the unconfined. They're going to open the show. Well, no, well, we, we got to open the show. We'll drive all the way up from West Virginia. We'll play for free. We'll play first. She's like, okay, we'll book you on. You can play first. It's fucking Carmen to burn. <laughs> we were so out of our league that night, Todd. <laughs> so coming full circle, Void Gazer got to open for Carmen to burn one night. Now, for people who don't know, Carmen to burn are an instrumental band. They don't have, they don't sing. All their, all their songs are just numbers and they're just these rocking instrumentals. So it was Karma to Burn, a band called The Fucking Champs, and a band called Don Caballero, and then we were the openers. Now, those other three bands, what they have in common, Todd, they're all instrumental bands. I was the only fucking singer on a four-band bill. People were looking at me like, fuck you doing here? (laughs) Shut that guy up. We want some fucking Karma to Burn. Well, I'll throw, I, but I'll, before, before you finish up, pretty good singer. I'll, I'll throw this back to uh, I got it. Even though we're in the 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 bees, I, another quick Carmen to Burn story uh, that we didn't tell in the case. Um, I saw Carmen to Burn open for Clutch again once at the Newport, and I'm down on the I'm down on the floor rocking out to their set, and it's just so funny because the the guitar player who's the front man, he does talk between songs, and like yeah, this next song is number number 54 you know whatever but uh he, he has a microphone in front of him so after like three songs the guy next to me taps me on the shoulder he's like is he gonna sing <laughs> nope. nope he just talks in between songs this next song is about west virginia love all right todd that does it for me and the all right, fine. All right, so can, can we can we can we wrap up on a happy note here, please? Since we've been kind of bickering through this entire episode. Yeah, this episode probably won't get used. We're probably gonna redo it. Oh, you're you're airing this motherfucker, and I'll tell you why. Because I want to dedicate this show to my father. 
and my dad, God bless him, he's watching the Dodgers right now, and they better be winning. That's all I got to say, because they got their asses kicked the first two games, and they almost came back that second one, but they blew it seven to eight, and uh, and they kicked the shit out of the fucking Atlanta Braves last night, so they, they better win this thing. <laughs> uh, but uh, so anyhow, dad, now Kevin, I don't know if your dad ever did this for you. But we had a little tradition called Boys Night Out, where Dad would, would would take me out of the house, get me out of Mom's hair. She could deal with my little sister, and and she could have a little free time. We didn't have tradition per se, but you know, when I grew up with my brother and I were very close in age, and then all my other siblings were kind of removed. There were six years difference between me and the closest sibling, Mindy, between Mindy, who's right. on our episode L, and then my other siblings you know were even three years you know the, the other three were older than her so uh me dad and my brother just about everything we did was boys night out so. <laughs> all right so, so anyhow so boys night out essentially consisted of uh we'd go out we'd, we'd go get pizza and then you know this is the 70s so we'd go play air hockey or pinball or something and then we'd go see a movie uh you know and that continued for many many years and one particular year, 2005, Dad surprised me with the best boys' night out ever. So this is from 2005, Beautiful. Velvet Revolver. Todd, that doesn't look like Hammersmith. Apart. That that is that is not America, motherfuckers. We went to London, England, bitches. <laughs> my dad took me to London, England for a weekend just for a weekend and we went to go see uh we you know we we did piccadilly circus and we we saw the london tower and and took a little boat ride up thames and whatnot but it just turned out that velvet revolver was playing at at hammersmith odeon and dude i mean that's that's a historic venue right there so that was was that before after you and i saw velvet revolver together that was before okay all right right because i I remember that night uh, you and me we partied with my old boss Ran into that uh no 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 not the old boss from uh not the not the old boss that we mentioned not that one. boss's daughter from Rush, my actual real boss for you know, her and her husband whatever reason, you know, were like uh they were partying up that night. I recently saw them at the ELO concert like about uh, two years ago and it's just So so again I, I just want I always want to wrap this up. Uh, the U slash V partial episode uh, by saying, you know, hey, thanks to my dad for a great weekend in London. Uh, we, we we went to uh, all right now. If you're if you're a Warren Zevon fan, we'll, we'll we'll get to this in a couple episodes. But uh, we got to go to Lee Hill Fooks and have a little dinner. So uh, so that that was pretty exciting. Now, Kevin, this show is not going to air. Until I, what is it, November mm, something or other? Yeah, I have to get the, get the calendar out here. It might even be December. Yeah, it'll be well. The last episode is December twenty seventh, so the week before that. So would be that right. being the case, folks, I've never been good at keeping secrets, and I just want to say, for me to my buddy Kevin. And his beautiful fiance Heather, 
congratulations from the Baker family. <laughs> uh, we wish we could be at your wedding in person. We love you very, very dearly. Da Mom and Dad bought you a candle from, from Ukraine. So it'll, <laughs> it'll be here in about 25 days. But so yes, by the time this airs, I will be a married man. Uh, if, uh, I'm, I'm throwing that out. I'm blowing the secret. Sorry, Kevin. I'm, yeah, I, by I, the time this airs, the secret will have already been blown weeks ago. Right. So, 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 yeah, I, I didn't feel. I didn't, Thank I didn't you, feel buddy. I, I, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. despite, by, despite by the this. way, uh, when, when you get the check, it'll be it'll be a, it'll be from Dad. But I I paid the hundred bucks, so I just want to let you know. So that's my money. It, you bought the big salad, okay? You you want you want credit for the big salad? I understand. Well, you know, you know, it's my money. It's like you know. Todd, before we go it's off, we have to. It's on his. It's on his. Uh, you know, checkbook, but still. We could we could talk just a little bit here. I, I noticed we both uh, had a had pointed choices for our T-shirts tonight. Uh, so. Well, uh, you know, I, I couldn't I couldn't find a V. I, 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 dude, I think I had one Van Halen shirt from '86, and that's long gone. Heather got me this one for Christmas a few years ago. Could, could not find a uh, couldn't find a U shirt. Animal I didn't, house. I didn't buy a shirt at U too. That's for sure. Animal House. It's sad. I, I I don't have nearly as many rock and roll T-shirts as I thought I used to. But uh, fat gotta, drunk, fat drunk and stupid is no way to go through life. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hold on. There we go. Hold that up there. Not beautiful. Put that right up to the screen next to mine. Let's let's give our little uh, John Belushi uh, tribute here, folks. God bless him. Animal House. So, all right. Well, this has been you, and V, <laughs> and you and me. Join us uh, next week uh, for Van Halen. Uh, Todd might not want to talk about Van Halen, but I'm going to talk about Van Halen. Because Look, I can give about half an hour. That's about as far as I can go. I'm going to give a little spoiler here. The, the whole reason that I'm doing this now at all is because back on Fabio. Back on February 5th of 1984, yes, indeed, folks, I saw fucking Van Halen when they were, when they were, Van, Van when they were fucking Van Halen. So we'll leave you with that. Join us next week for the Van Halen tribute on Can You Dig It? Stubs. Can you dig it? Can you dig it?